There's another podcast you should be listening to, TED Health, a podcast from the TED Audio Collective. Join host Dr. Shoshana Ungerleiter as she introduces you to leading health experts and breaks down the health questions you didn't know you had. Learn more about the way your body works and the newest insights changing the medical world, like what a smart bra means for better heart health, three ways to prepare for the next pandemic, and how we can all live healthier lives. Find TED Health wherever you listen to podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Jessica Grossman. She had Crohn's disease and is the founder of Uncover Ostomy. Let's talk about it. Speaking of crazy uh, women who make noise complaints, hi, Jessica. <laughs> is that really how we're segueing? <laughs> I think we should we should no, intentionally find the most. Uh, you know it, but you know what we do. It's not even a thing. Like that is literally almost every single episode. Our transitions yeah, into are the awful. conversations are just awful, and I love it. I fucking love it. But I do think before we before we get into things. Um, we had we the last time we were in Toronto, mm-hmm. we were hoping to actually get you on the show. Was, Not my fault. Not my fault. No, yeah, it was very last minute. It was like we had asked. It was like, oh my god, what can, what are you doing right now? Can you come in? It didn't work out. I don't really remember why it didn't work out. We have a uh, time available in, in thirty seconds to record. Yeah. Are you available to be here? That was basically what it was. Are you like. outside of the building right now, by any chance? And understandably, um, you you I don't think you were available to do it um, at that time. But now you we're here. You're here. MJ, our friend MJ, who was on the show, had actually put us in touch with you. So. Oh, sweet! You're friends with MJ. I love MJ. Yeah, nice. We actually have like a crazy friendship story <laughs> that I have to keep reminding her is how we met. We were both at Sick Kids, and she's like, I think she's two years older than me, and they had this um, like playroom, but. They sent the teenagers there to, like, make friends, and my mom insisted I went there, and obviously I was too cool to go, but I went anyway, and I met this girl, and she had been on TV with, like, Sick Kids had this show about, like, Little Miracles, and she was on it, and I would watch it in my hospital room, and she was there, and I was like, oh my god, this girl is here. She's totally a Little Miracle, too. And I was so, like, intimidated, and then met her and whatever, and then met her again, like, years later, and she had no idea who I was. And she doesn't remember that at all. But now we're oh, friends. So MJ funny. didn't tell us about the little yeah, miracles. No, she, she didn't. But so for I, people who I, don't know, if you're new to the podcast or some somewhat new, MJ was a past guest of ours. Um, and her I, I story thought, is pretty pretty wild. Jess, I, I thought that you were going to say that you went down into the room and she was yelling in Spanish at one of the doctors because <laughs> she's such a yeah. she's so fire. an advocate, advocate yeah. that. She, I wouldn't want to be on on her bad side. No, she's a great person. Not. I've never yeah. seen her bad side. She's always. I don't. Wonderful. I don't know if she has a bad side. She does. I don't think she does either. But if she was to, but I bet you she's got a sassy side. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, every side, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. uh, did you? Could you not see yeah. that? She's got <laughs> sass dripping yeah. off of every word. Yeah, she's so it. sassy. So um, uh, I also wanted to give a shout out because Steve wrote me and was like, dude, you get you better be giving me a shout out for the conversations that are going on in the Green Monster. So he calls this coach. This is where we're um, at. So Our buddy we, Steve Lund. Yeah. So thanks, Steve, for thanks for the digs. for letting us uh, come and record in your uh, in your humble abode, your uh, your ca- casa. Your casa. Uh, and- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so getting into things, um, you were saying that you had met MJ at Sick Kids. Mm-hmm. What were you doing at Sick Kids? Why would you be uh, lingering around that place? 
Um, didn't have much else to do. So. <laughs> no, actually, I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease at nine years old, and at the age of 11, I ended up with a stomach flu that, like, threw my Crohn's into a crazy spiral and ended up pretty much living at that hospital until I was 13. Holy Whoa. shit. Wait, from, sorry, what, what was the age? Whoa. 11. To oh, shit. I was, like, in and out here and there because the doctors and my parents tried to get me to go to school or yeah. like be yeah. normal and I would just either sleep all day or sleep in my classroom or in the office because the teacher would be like why are you here and then I just end up back at the hospital <laughs> I don't know so, literally I'd be to. like I'm like my doctors are trying to make me normal I and I hate it, it. <laughs> I don't want to be normal so I just go back to sick kids and was pretty much there for those two years now crazy nine years old for Crohn's I we, we've done an episode on Crohn's but I, I don't remember is that young for someone to be diagnosed with Crohn's or is it is it something that you can pretty much be diagnosed at any well, like, age? Well, like back then they said it was like a puberty thing, which nine seems young still because I was really getting um, like symptoms when I was eight. Um, I also, my uncle has it, so it's hereditary-ish. Um, so it wasn't really like a surprise that I had it. Mm-hmm. But now they're saying that there are like babies being born with it. So Whoa. things have oh, really? changed in like the Crohn's sphere um do you think they're just like being able to detect it at a a younger age rather than like it mm, it happening at a younger age i think it's actually happening at a younger age so is it then would it be like environmental to a certain extent Hmm. i am uh not a doctor so to preface this or a researcher or it's a good point anything like that but uh, i have been to plenty of talks and um presentations about what's happening with crohn's and they're saying it's part like hereditary part environmental part like everything, so it's definitely more environmental now. Um, definitely has to do probably with the food that people right. are eating, really, or yeah. just yeah. like chemicals and things like that. Um, but again, I, you know, don't quote me. Well, we're gonna hold you accountable <laughs> on that. Everybody yeah. quote her on that. Make sure you quote don't her on that. Don't source me in your academic articles. So, so what happened in the? Uh, what happened with the stomach flu? Like what? What you did? Like, what's the detail on that? You basically got a flu in, you got a, you got yeah. a flu in your stomach. Yeah, I just, I got the flu. Like, I was, I had just finished grade six, and <laughs> I knew it was the flu, because the flu is very different than Crohn's, right. and then I just did not get better, and everything, like, the Crohn's started to kind of pick up, and I, like, was not well for a while. Um, just to, you know, it's easy for us to forget that, you know, because the three of us sit down and have all these conversations with people who are sick, mm. and we've done episodes on Crohn's and, and things like colitis and, and you know, a whole plethora of things, but it's easy to forget that there's some people who may not have heard those episodes, and someone who's listening right now who's like, what the fuck is Crohn's? <laughs> so uh, in your own experience, your okay. own terms, what is what is Crohn's? So Crohn's is essentially when your <coughs> immune system uh, decides to attack itself within the digestive system. Um, so your body's just fighting from the inside out. Um, symptoms include like clearly stomach pain, um, inability to absorb nutrients, bleeding internally, um, fatigue, nausea, weakness, like pretty much anything that comes with not being able to absorb the food that you're eating. I feel like Crohn's, and so I live with cystic fibrosis, which is a lung Say disease. What? Yeah, you didn't know this? You have oh, dude. Yeah. yeah, guys. This is the first time we've ever talked about this. I know, I never oh, bring Oh, Jesus, dude, I, your fingers. I never bring <laughs> the club, I never bring it up. Um, <laughs> but I feel like CF and Crohn's have uh, a lot of similarities because that's a huge issue with CF is 
malnutrition and the inability to absorb nutrients from food. Um, have, have you ever had to have a, a barium enema? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, really? Yeah. Me too. Sweet. Was it a good experience? Wait, you too? Yeah. How old were you? I was uh, 14. I was, I was like 13 or 14. I was, <laughs> I was just around the age where I was you, looking at women in a bit of a different way. Uh, because my nerve. Can you arch uh, your neck like that again? Because <laughs> uh, the doctor who gave it to me, <laughs> I was immediately uh, I fell in love Attracted with her. To her. Yeah, and yeah. then and then she and then stuck something up and then butt. she shoved a giant <laughs> tube up my ass, which might not be that weird in a consensual. Jeremy was like, thinking that well, he was in love with her, and then she did it, and he went, "Yeah, I am." Yeah. Well, <laughs> yep. it explains a lot about my current situation in life. Uh, Do you like your prostate milk? <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So that's anyway, another podcast. The answer to that is yes. I've had <laughs> one. Um, I was. How old were you? I was like eight. It was when I was being like trying to be diagnosed with whatever I had, which was Crohn's. So it was part of the diagnostics, and um, all I remember is screaming the entire time. Yeah. And like Whoa, they really? had this wall. Like so, you're in this X-ray room, and you're like lying down on your stomach, but you have to look straight. Um, and I just remember there being pictures of like the radio technicians, <laughs> like family. I'm like, why? That's so, whoa, so really? like whoa. kids and I, like, that's what and I remember. And they're just all watching. At it. And I remember like clearly like yeah, everybody in the family is just watching. <laughs> so weird. And I'm like tracing the like tape that's all, like sticking these pictures up. I'm just like trying to pay attention to like the grooves of the tape just to like distract myself. Cause it was Fucking painful. That yeah, might have been the yeah. same. So were you like? Were you like? A, when this was this when you were eleven? No, this was when I was eight. I wonder oh, if it was shit. the same pre-diagnosis. Pre this was me trying to get to a diagnosis. And the worst part oh. is they like. It's not just they stick a tube in there and they're like, okay, let's look. It's like they shoot stuff up there. They have yeah. to shoot the like. They yeah. stick a tube view. up there. They blow up a balloon Ugh, up there. They it's... shoot like very heavy barium barium up yeah. there yeah it's crazy it's awful I've, n I've only had it once though i mean now there's nowhere to go me but. too you haven't ha haven't had like an enema in any other like well, form i had when i was like sick and they were trying to figure out how to fix me i had like reg regular enemas is that a thing is there i a think so yeah kind? well yeah i so i've had bowel obstructions a number of times mm. due to the cf and i would get just a yeah, like a regular enema, like not a supersized enema, just like a, like just a tube, yeah. no balloon, and they just kind of yeah. pump, pump, pump. But that was only like a couple times because it was awful, and I was like, yeah. I'm not doing this anymore. Now, you just said when they, if you did it now, there's nowhere to go. Yeah. Ah, should I explain that? Ooh. Yes. Why is there nowhere to go? Okay, so I have what is called an <laughs> ileostomy, uh, essentially... You know, I said I was in the hospital until I was 13 because at 13 I was told that if I didn't have ostomy surgery, I was going to die. And that was because my Whoa. intestines basically were so sick that they were turning toxic, which if I had kept them, like if I kept my colon and some of my small intestine in my body, they would be poisonous and get, you know, I turn like septic. septic. Exactly. <laughs> so what they did is they took out my colon and some of my small intestine and they rerouted the the end point to stick outside of my stomach. So I have something called a stoma, which is the end of the intestine like folded over like a sock mm -hmm. and then like sewn to my stomach. Right. And that's where uh, my bowel movements come out. Um, I still have a, I still have a bit of my rectum. There are people who have ostomies that are like sewn up, like they take out the rectum and whoa, they have really? a Barbie butt where they have like nothing. Whoa, whoa. Really? Yeah, I was supposed to do that. And every six months, my doctor like conveniently makes an appointment with my surgeon to conveniently just have a conversation about it. And I'm like, I'm not doing it. 
But that's bad advice, apparently, according to my doctor. Again, Wait, I'm so not a you, doctor. You, well, what's should, the you should have had it taken yes. out? Like your rectum, t- you, they, it would have been better to have it out? Yeah, so if you have organs in your body that aren't being used, they can turn cancerous. And because I have oh. a rectum that's like a little stump, like it's not going anywhere... If I like it, it has no reason to be there. Well, so is it just you, like a sorry, I used to, <laughs> do, do, uh, so it, many questions. Is it just like a so is it just like a like a couple inches of like a tube and then it's just like oh, I can and then it's sewn at the this top. is going into nowhere. Sorry, yeah, like, like you the, can stick a finger oh, it's up stone, there. Oh, okay, it's stone. Oh, okay, then, like, okay. You can only go so do far. You, now, right. if you didn't have the rectum, yeah, what would that? What would like is like how does your butthole work? It like, so I don't shut. use my butthole. Yeah, you don't, yeah, don't right. It doesn't it. work. But like, yeah. like if you nothing. didn't have yeah. the rectum, do they just sew the the the, the uh, sphincter? Yeah. Like, like you're. That's why it's called a Barbie butt. You just have nothing. Whoa. So you cheeks. crazy? Do you don't sew your cheeks together? No, no, no. But like the the actual anus itself, like the the, the sphincter is <laughs> like is, as far as I know. Again, gone. I've never had it. Wow. But how did we not get into this before? I never knew that. That is actually crazy. But again, I don't have that, and I'm really trying to avoid. It as much as possible. I would so too. I still have a. <laughs> yeah, so would I. I think anybody butthole. would would probably be like, no, keep my butthole. I don't. Me. I don't entirely get it. Like, I don't. I don't think it would be. <laughs> it's making my butthole feel weird. I'm uh, getting all <laughs> do you squirmy. Have, do you over have here. Um, like nerve endings at the end of it still? Yes. So like so you, you would like feel everything if, is normal. There's just no. It just doesn't. Okay. It's not attach. doing anything. It just doesn't yeah. attach to anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, man, that's fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a bridge um, to nowhere. That's not the main point of the ostomy, though. The main no, point right. is that yeah. it comes out of my stomach, and then I have to wear a bag on top because I, I don't have a sphincter. They can't create one, so whenever I eat, food will come out into my bag. And right. that's called an ostomy bag? An ostomy bag, yes. Okay. So I have an ileostomy because my ostomy was created at the ileum, which is part of the intestinal tract, where people have colostomies that's created in the colon at some point, and... What comes out is different depending on where in your body it started. Okay. But I'm ileostomy. Let's it, talk about because it like that. would change. It's like the, the process yeah. is different at different stages of it. So what's yeah. different? What comes out at the ileostomy bag compared to the colonos colostomy colostomy bag? So yeah, thank you. Um, <coughs> well, because so your colon is meant to absorb water, and because I don't have one, I'm not absorbing the water. So it's just still like. It's more liquidy. Sorry to everyone listening. If yeah, you're no, listening it, while eating just, food. Just so, just so that we're all aware, uh, if you're listening to this, we are going to be talking about poo-poo yeah, for sure. Bit. Sure, but so, other fun things, I promise. Yeah, for sure. So just get over it and yeah. keep listening. And maybe if you're eating, stop or just press pause and listen to us after you've digested. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> I eat while I shit at the same time. So <laughs> you know what? One of my favorite things to do is. Drink something while I'm peeing. Okay, that weirds me out. Like, I, can't, yeah, you know I agree. I agree. I'm weirded out by that. Like, I can't chew gum if I'm going to empty my bag. It and I chew gum constantly. Like me not chewing Why? gum right now is because it's like my <laughs> mouth is doing stuff, but then I'm like dealing with what comes out. It just freaks me out. Yeah. But you can yeah. eat a meal. Well, and... because I can't control it. Right. Like, I'm shit. Like I mean, I don't go to like I don't shit that often because I I actually don't eat. A lot, so it's and it's usually pretty like an hour a bit after. So are you? But but you're just kind of like always like your body's just always kind of working, right? So it's it's not it's not like you're okay, but it's not like you're you're like building it up and then there's like what do you mean it doesn't always come out? Like I have like I ate I ate a couple of peanuts like before I got here, so right now they're working their way, but nothing's (laughs) coming out because that's all I've eaten today. Right? Yeah. Do you you know if they're working (laughs) or if there's like any if they're working on this uh, uh, of having some type of like valve control? Yes, 
and it looks so terrifying. Oh, really? Like, I've seen prototypes because of, like, what who I am in this industry. People like to send me what they're working on to get my opinion. Right. And I've seen one that's, like, like I know this is a podcast, so I have to describe it, but it's, like, a puck that's, like, like thick, and it, I think it's made of plastic. I couldn't really tell, and it's, like, supposed to sit on top of the stoma and then stick something inside, and then you're supposed to be able to, like, press a button. But it just looks so big. I'm thinking of, like, a door on, like, the yeah. Star Trek Enterprise that's just, like, it opens up, and it just goes... It, like, that would be cool. <laughs> and then it just goes... Yeah, but this thing was, like, up. so huge. Whereas, like, I'm wearing a really small bag right now, so, like, I'm wearing leggings, and right. you can't, yeah, you can't see yeah. that I have anything. Yeah. Whereas that, it's like, what is this giant, like, disc on your stomach? Yeah, yeah. you're like, it's like wearing a Walkman on the side of your pants, yeah. like, back in the day, because yeah. that was do you, cool. Do you have any, like... That would negate the ostomy, right, if you had one of those? If I could or the bag. plug it, it would, yeah, I wouldn't have a bag. But right. they do have plugs Sorry, for okay. colostomy bags, because their output is... Like a lot thicker, right? So right. it's a little bit different. Not, I don't know a lot of people that actually do that because obviously it's going to start to get uncomfortable because yeah. you've nowhere to store. Just, anything. just right. to come yeah. back to the output. So the I, I actually never knew this that the colon is used to absorb fluid. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't know that so either. when it come when the when your shit, for lack of a better term, comes out of your your ostomy bag, for you it's just. It's it's in that like liquid state, like your body's broken down the food or whatever, and it just comes out a, a little bit more. Well, it doesn't come out like you guys go to the bathroom where it's like pieces. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just kind of like there. But depending on what I eat, like if I eat a lot of sushi and like all the rice is like you know, like does, it's, does I it, can does it come out kind of like like it's still like oh that's rice. Yeah, like I can see things like, oh, I don't remember eating that. Oh, wait, yeah. Or like, (laughs) I have shit every single color of the rainbow. Whoa, really? Not joking. Like, blue Gatorade comes out blue. If it's too blue, sometimes it comes out green, purple, like every color. That's kind of cool. Whoa, crazy. And so, if you had a colostomy, um, that would come out looking probably a little bit more. Uh, more akin to like what we would do if we went to take a shit. It's still not exact because no. there's no sphincter to like form, form it. it. Right. Oh, wow. It's the strangest I mean, conversation. It is, but I love it. I think this is super fascinating <laughs> because you never, it's something that you don't think about. Like we totally, just yeah. we sit here yeah. as these fucking machines, these like, mm-hmm. you know, these, these, these entities that like walk around, but we never think about what is actually happening. Like mm-hmm. th- we never think about the processes that happen inside us any given moment, like the thought of breath, the thought of like the thought of shitting, the thought of pissing, the thought of absorbing nutrients, like that's that shit is so fascinating, and it all happens in this like container, and we never know, Dude, and we never think about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, but I also think the big thing is is that we take it for granted. Too, that's right. right? Oh like, yeah, like, sure. big time. I, Though to be fair, yeah. like I can probably go for longer car rides or longer, you know, like yeah. I have some pluses <laughs> yeah. on it. And if I'm feeling like if I have if I have the flu now or like I eat something bad, I feel gross, but I don't have to like sit you, in the bathroom. You don't forever. sit on the toilet right, and yeah. wipe your ass forever. Like, yeah. I had Crohn's. I had a Crohn's um, relapse like three years ago. Now it was really short, and I, I was really lucky about it. But it was so weird to like I didn't feel well, but I could continue on with my life because I didn't have to sit in the bathroom. Like right, I could just yeah. do whatever I needed to do, and then I you know would empty it when I need to, but I could still function. Whereas there's people with Crohn's that are like. They're like they can't do anything because they just have to be in the bathroom. Yeah. Does that mean that you had like a, like you had like a flare up of mm-hmm. symptoms? Yeah. And yeah. and like what is that? Is that just like general shittiness of your stomach and your yeah. intestines? Yeah. And like for so it's funny that 
we caught it so fast, which is why it was so short, was because on my stoma, so my piece of intestine that was sticking out of my stomach, I could see things on it that was recurrence of Crohn's. I could see it, which, like, normal people, you can't see inside your intestine. What, what so, is, wait, you what is have, that? I Hold could on. see it. Whoa, you can see your stoma? Yeah, it's like right here. It's like attached. It out of my stomach. So like oh. she said, like it comes out so and then like, like and then right like here. folds and then like, like and then that so like, that folded sock rolled back is is it's sewed like on. This big for me. Like some people oh. have really like flat ones that are really flat to their stomach, which is not good. Some have ones that are like kind of like flip out a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I guess like that makes sense because I'm just thinking of the bag, right? I'm just okay. thinking of the bag. So, so like, for, okay. for example, for like, and just to just kind of clarify, like why I'm thinking of it like this, someone who has a port, right? Mm-hmm. They, the port is under the skin. So yeah. the skin kind of grows over it and you just yeah. kind of pierce the skin, whatever it just goes through. Yeah. And I guess I was just picturing like yeah. the bag kind of tapes to you. Damn, my that's skin. so fucking so trippy. You have to think about it. So think of like my skin. Yeah. And then there's a little rosebud of intestine that sticks out of it. And that's where stuff comes out. But I have to cover it so I have this like um, plastic disc per se that I cut a hole in and that sticks on top so the little rosebud comes out and then I attach a bag to that disc wow so like I can take the bag off but the disc will stay on for a couple days and then I put the bag back on to empty it mm-hmm. or em- some people cool. at the bottom that's crazy yeah so like I got a whole like yeah. machine attached to me. well not machine but like thing attached to me I'm just really good at having I'm really it. interested Ooh. in in um, I guess I, I wonder if you ever hope that or wonder if there will be like some type of futuristic operation where you can get everything repaired. And the reason why I asked the question is because my mom is going through bladder cancer Mm. and she kind of has three options right now. She can either, um, I forget I think the first one is kind of like a, uh, a bag that's attached. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the second option is to have like a kind of like um, stint or something that mm. that comes out. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, and I love like, how you, I love how you're like trying to describe it, and Jessica's just like a bam, yeah, a bam, yeah. Well, I, I, you know. And then the yeah. third the third option is to have like a total uh, like fake or bladder reconstruction or fake Ooh. bladder put in, yeah. um, but you don't have the muscles that control that as well anymore, so you still have to like drain it once yeah. a day to make sure that there's there's no infection. Whoa. However. When you think of like what was probably available in the past, mm-hmm. there probably wasn't this. Obviously, there wasn't this like new bladder Cadillac yeah. model bladder that you could get put in. Um, and there's been these like massive uh, leaps in scientific development, so that you can like build and create new things. So, do you ever wonder or hope, or would you like if somebody came to you right now and was like, "Hey, there's there's this new thing that we can do where we rebuild." All they're, like, they're like, good thing they didn't take your rectum out because now we can just put <laughs> well, it on. Well, so and that's, that's why I wonder. That's, that's why I question. wonder if you like you're keeping that bit on. Like maybe they'll be able to connect me back up. And so I actually get asked this a lot, and I get asked it because we haven't mentioned this yet. But I actually run an organization called Uncover Ostomy, which spreads right. awareness for ostomy surgery to people who who have it, who are really uncomfortable with it, or people who might be facing it, or just the general public to teach them about it. And so I've built like a name around this. So I get asked like what. what like, would you still do this? Could you even have your bag reversed? All this kind of stuff. So there are people who get ostomies because they have colitis. So if once your colon is removed with colitis, your colitis is gone because it only affects your colon. Okay. So they'll have an ostomy mm. for a bit. They'll reconstruct mm. the, the, um, the small intestine to act like a colon, and then they don't have an ostomy anymore. Because I have Crohn's, 
even if they huh. could put a re- new one in, put it a would, new yeah. intestine, I'd still have a risk right. of getting the disease because so it's I'd, autoimmune. Same with yes. same with Jeremy's lungs. If Jerry got new lungs put back in, then then he would him. still have CF. Like he's not gonna yeah. get rid of his CF by exactly. having his lungs. Taylor replaced. down I, in front. I read the article of that girl who oh, had her lungs. Yeah, the girl yeah. read the article. I didn't read it yet. Uh, so so no. we just arrived in Toronto, and as we flew into Toronto, there was a huge news story that. That was kind of like going all over all over the news. It, was, it happened. It actually happened last April. Oh, the surgery happened last. Oh, April. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, yeah. g- give us a little rundown so that people know what the fuck's going on. Basically, this woman who has CF, and I'm so like this is on the audio autoimmune thing, and if you replace yeah. something that it doesn't that it, yeah, you still have it. Difference. Yeah. So, this woman has uh, CF, and she uh, she had a. Do you guys know that I have CF too? Oh, you have CF? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, this is this pertains to you then. Dude, you can probably crazy. get something yeah, from yeah, this. Yeah. 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 So. Um, uh, she has CF. She gets a lung infection. She has a recurring lung infection over like a, sp- a period of like two or three years. And um, I can't remember what happened, but eventually um, she went into um, – she ended up going into septic shock uh, because of this – the lung infection like basically like kicked it up a notch. And then she had to go to the hospital and she was – she went into a coma and then they they basically – she was either going to die or they could do this like crazy experimental surgery, which in theory they're super confident about, but they just never do it yeah. because basically like way back in the day, you would only ever do surgery um, or you did surgery more commonly with infections because when you remove something that's infected, the infection goes away. Whereas now we treat it with antibiotics. Her infection was antibiotic resistant. So they were like, holy fuck, we used to do this all the time, but we never do it anymore. We're going to remove both of her lungs. So they took both of her lungs out, not having a transplant available. Oh and then they hooked her up to machines or to, to a couple of different things that worked together to oxygenate her blood and spread it around. Whoa. And then she waited uh, six, six days. days. It said six days in the article, but I, I, or in the headline or the thing that the girl shared, but I think it was three or four. Okay. Anyway, whatever. Still, still crazy. a lot of time. A lot of days. Yeah. <laughs> I usually never go any days without them. <laughs> um, so she gets a the double lung transplant. If whatever, however many days later, doesn't have CF in her lungs anymore. Say what? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was reading this in whoa, bed whoa, last whoa, night whoa, with wait, Andrew how, asleep. That was last year? This was in April. I know, Could dude. Could it still come back? She's cured of CF? No, her CF exists in her pancreas and like that shit. Oh. Right. But the CF won't affect her new lungs. How? How can yeah. they know This was a CNN article. <laughs> Jesus. Well, some people call CNN fake news, not that I agree. Some, not that I agree. <laughs> dude, I was reading this last Whoa. night and I don't and I got a little we got a and I dude, I meant to I wanted to wake up and go downstairs and be like, Jeremy! Jeremy! They found the cure! Take your lungs. All you need is to wait six days and then take the new lungs. But I don't know why. I don't know why. We should ask a doctor. We should call up John Grant and Dude, we should call John Grant. So anyway. Anyway, I don't know if that's the same thing for me. Uh, as far as I know, they don't do they don't do intestinal transplants unless you have to do like four other organs. But then usually, if you have to do four other organs, it's not related to Crohn's. Why would right. they? Why so, would you have to do four other organs? Like car accident or like something where your body just like I don't know. If they're all inside. fucked up. Like yeah, like it, okay. it's a multi transplant okay, thing. They won't okay, just okay. do the intestines. Yeah. And they like they could stem cell grow intestines. That's kind of where things are going. But Whoa. again, if it's what it's supposed to be, I could just get Crohn's again. Right. So the moral of all of this was I don't even know if it's possible to have it reversed. And so I don't really think about it that often because that's not 
it's not even close to reality right. for me, so I don't spend time thinking about no it. No point. But I, I, also, I feel the same way about a cure yeah. for CF. I'm like, this yo, my, my life expectancy is shortened. I don't think about it any other way. The, the, cure, the chances of a cure are probably pretty low. So I don't think about it. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if I did have it reversed, then, you know, someone else would have to take over what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because you're yeah. like, well, this is. I'm like, well, I'm yeah. not going to. Like, I guess I'm done. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah. so t- Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. Tell us how you started um, Uncover Ostomy. Uh, so it's a little bit of a story. So it started when, uh, like after I had surgery, I was 13 when I had had it and my parents were convinced, convinced that like I was going to be so depressed and I needed to find other people to talk to just so, you know, I could be happy with my new body. I was fine, but you know, parents. (laughs) Um, so they sent me to an organization, um, in Toronto to go and like meet other people with ostomies. And I walk into this, I'm 14 at this time. I walk into this room where it's an event and I'd literally do a one circle around the room, and the median age of everyone is 65. And I'm yeah. like, bye, this has nothing to do with Fuck me. Yeah. So, yeah. like, nobody was there to, like, be in what I needed, what I needed for ostomies. Like, no one was there to talk to that I could feel connected to. Were these um, all the residents of your place in Thornhill <laughs> <laughs> that were there with you? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but, and then there was a support group at Sick Kids that my parents forced me to go to, which was fun, and I met some nice people. But there just, there wasn't anything out there really about ostomies. And so I went through, I started high school, and I started, you know, telling people what I had, because I'm like that, and if you're going to be my friend, you're going to know who I am and what I have. And people were like, what's an ostomy? Like, nobody knew what it was. I only knew because I had surgery, and to be honest, I look back and realize that a neighbor of mine had one, and my parents explained it to me, and I thought they had, like, a shopping grocery bag attached to their stomach. Like, that's how I thought about it. But you didn't, like, feel this weird kind of, like, feeling about getting in, like, this no. almost this sort of yeah. depression or anything. I, well, I mean, like you know, I, I as someone who doesn't have an ostomy, if I was to sit here and think I get, I have to get an ostomy today, I feel like I would be I would I would I would assume that I would feel a lot of like embarrassment or shame. And a lot of people do. I, and I bet they fucking do. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that you didn't, and then you were like, hmm. I'm gonna talk about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I kept talking about it and realizing that like. A, I had to explain it to everyone, which gets tiring, even though I still do it. Um, and then it's just people would not want to talk about it. it was, I was realizing that more, that I'd go to these support groups and there'd be other kids there or even, you know, I did speak to some adults and they were just like, I don't need to talk about it. Who needs to know about it? But then you realize that if we don't talk about it, people don't know about it. And the only way they're going to know what it is, 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 you know, the media is not really great about it. And so it then makes us with ostomies feel weird about it or feel ashamed because nobody knows. And it's, you know, a taboo subject. It's Mm. about, and it's hidden. Like people, people people don't don't want people to know. Exactly. And so what I ended up doing is in grade 12, I was in a media class and our final project was to do a campaign, like a PR campaign on anything we wanted. And obviously wanting to be different, I did it on ostomy surgery. And so I had this picture of me, I was like 17 at the time. I took a picture, I was like 
pretty much naked but wrapped in a sheet and had my ostomy showing. And that was what I was doing is I was showing that ostomies can still look good um, even though what they are are not great. And submit, you know, pres presented it to my class got an okay mark, was hoping to get a better mark. <laughs> Were you trying to do it from a, like a sort of like sexy perspective? Yes. It's like, I'm in this sheet, I'm a beautiful yeah. woman. Oh, thank like, you. It, well, <laughs> I, I mean, I was, I, I, yes. He was talking about was himself. Also, I was, he was pretending to be you. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm a beautiful young 17-year-old woman, um, and, but... I also am not ashamed of this ostomy. Yeah. yeah it sweet. was like, because everything that was out there was very, like, medical or, to be quite honest, like, really gross. Like, yeah. the things on the internet back then, and when I say back then, this was, you know, like... Ten... Like, 15 years ago, like, a while ago. And it was, you know, like, gross, to be mm, honest. Yeah. And so I wanted to just put a spin on it. And then I did this project, whatever. Nothing really happened with it. And I ended up meeting a guy at um, ostomy camp because I went to an ostomy camp that MJ goes to. I don't know if she talked mm. about it. Um, and one of the volunteers has his own organization. And he really liked what I was doing. And we ended up putting together what is now called Uncover Ostomy. And over the years, it ended up turning into a lot bigger than what it is. It started with me blogging about my life. And it started when I was in university and in a sorority. So there was a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> and uh, it's now become a bigger thing where there's people who have ostomies, getting ostomies, people who just want to read my blogs or support the cause that are following it and uh, it's now I run it myself and I have um, three other contributors that actually share their stories now um, they have different types of ostomies and different stories as well one of them has um, a secostomy and a metrophanoff or she had one um, another one ha it's her, her son who has a secostomy so she writes about being a parent and then we have another guy uh, with the ileostomy as well so it's kind of growing a little bit but it's what's the secostomy sorry to cut you off um, that's where you have to like it's like you flush it out. So, um, I, and it's internal. Okay. So that's more for like birth defects and like I couldn't get one because Crohn's, but right, they okay. have something built. So they stick a catheter in and flush through their system and okay. just let everything out. Um, but yeah, so Ankarasmi is like, been this huge thing and we've been changing the way people think about ostomies even that they didn't know about them before i've like gone around the world and spoken about ostomies no shit cool um and now like looking on the internet now instead of just seeing all these gross like medical pictures like there's tons of people being like hey i got a bag take a look and like it's totally changed That's since awesome. I started. It's really cool. Yeah. Now you have your Instagram. Uh, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of like, like, and you are a beautiful. You're creeping woman. me on Instagram. Well, no, I'm trying to find you actually. Jess Grossman. Is it? Oh, it's just Jess. <laughs> at That's, Jess Grossman. At Jess Grossman. Everyone. And there is, yeah. And actually, I'm, if you are listening to this and you have your phone, um, check it out because like there, it's it. it it's it's, me. it's you, and it's not it like. It's like you said back in the day, it would like the thought of looking at someone with an ostomy or like what you would see uh, surrounding ostomies is it was really gross. Whereas th it's not. It's at not all at all anymore. When, it's not even me. It's like there's other people. There's like people doing yoga, showing their ostomy. There's people just on the beach. To be fair, I don't like to show my ostomy when I'm in a bathing suit just because. I don't like to, but there are people that do. Mm -hmm. And there's people just like like bodybuilders showing off their ostomy. Like everyone is doing it now. Yeah. And it's like, it's cool. The one, that, the one that was really, that I found super striking and that actually was like really touching was the photo of, and I'm, I'm guessing this is you at, on your wedding day. It's like you <laughs> before you're in your wedding dress, mm -hmm. you're like kind of like getting ready for the, you know, how, the day. At the day. <laughs> and you're in like the, the sort of like house coat. Um, 
and your awesome is showing, mm-hmm. and then next to that is you and your wedding dress, and it's just like I, there's a I don't know there is a there is a uh, there is a beauty to it, and and although the awesome is showing, it's like well who gives a fuck like whatever who cares don't make it a big deal. Yeah. Well, what you were saying about the about you doing that uh, that photo in school, <clears throat> I mean we just um, we just did an episode. I think that that is. Um, and like you said, everything's like medical or gross. <laughs> and to actually bring like a real life, a like, humanity like a humanity it. to yeah. it. Like, Hey, you can still be, you can still like, you can still have, you can still be attractive. You can still be sexy. You can still be human with this uh-huh. thing. And it doesn't have to be, you know, this in a medical textbook or in a journal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did a live show where we did this bit of a joke, but it was based on, um, these, uh, this photo shoot, they called the salty girls. And it was all these girls with CF who have had, who have had double lung transplants. They've got scars. They've got, they've got port, uh, uh, port scars and all this stuff. And it was basically like, um, it wasn't a lingerie shoot, but like, it was almost like a lingerie shoot where there was like, you know, we, we are embracing everything that is, that is going on with our bodies. And being proud of your scars and being proud of your, your body, regardless of, of the, you know, the, the differences. And especially as unfortunately as it, is and fortunately now in ways getting better, hopefully and continuously getting better is like the pressure for women to have like this, you know, perfection on their bodies and to be, and to have all these expectations of a woman's body should be X, Y, Z. Um, and to, to kind of stand up and be like, you know, like fuck that noise. Mm -hmm. Like I've got this, I've got these, this bag here and I've got these scars here and I'm still fucking beautiful (laughs) is super cool. Yeah. Thank you. And that um, photo in particular was really important to me because since I had surgery, like, it was always in the back of my mind, like, how, like what am I going to wear as a wedding dress? Like, am mm. I going to have to something, like, custom made? Like, I'm going to be in white? Like, it kind of freaked me out. And I ended up finding a dress that was, like, skin fucking tight. Yeah, it was a tight And tight I dress. wore it. It's a beautiful and I had dress. no yeah. problem. Yeah. And people saw that picture and were like, what the fuck? How did you do that? And I'm like... I don't know. I just, you just know, underwear, baby, yeah. underwear. I just emptied the bag <laughs> yeah. before and so everything was good. You know, but it was like the, the fact that I could wear a dress like that was so awesome. What are, what are your reservations about uh, bathing suits then? Okay, so some people are probably going to get angry about this, but like to me, the ostomy is, is my asshole. Like that's what it is. And sure. Mm. if I'm it on is, the though. beach, yeah. like I don't wear thong bathing suits and some people like to do that, but it's and just, even a thong, you can't see the whole butthole. Yeah. But <laughs> I just, it's to me, it's, it's where I go to the bathroom and I don't need people to see that. And there are people yeah. that, you know, are like cool with it. And to be honest, we went, um, my husband and I went on our honeymoon to Mexico in December and I was getting a little lazy. Like one of my bathing suits was really small and it was kind of poking out a bit and I was like, whatever. But I don't wear bathing suits that are very small and then it like hangs out. Is your, is your bag like down here? Um, for me, mine's actually really low. It's like in between my belly button and my hip bone. And like, so it's like, i I'm pointing to it. If you right. look at my pictures on, on my Instagram, you can see. It's How big are the bags? Um, they range. Like, I wear a small one just because, like I said, I don't... I try and, like, eat smaller meals and, and less frequently. Um, but there's people that wear bigger bags because they like to eat a lot. Or mm-hmm. there's baby bags that are, like, this big. They're so cute. Mm. Um, so it just depends. Is, right. is it a... You know, I, I know you, you kind of mentioned this earlier. You are like, there's perks. I can go on the road longer. <laughs> um, but has it, has it ever become... Um, specifically the the bag situation, like if you decide, hey, we're going to go on our honeymoon to Mexico, like 
How many bags would you have to take with you? Or like how often are you going through bags? Um, so for like everyone is different. It depends on like your level of activity and how what product you, you use, how yeah. much you eat. So there's a difference between changing the bag, which you take off that plastic disc and the bag and like totally <laughs> put on a clean one versus emptying the bag. So, and everyone's different, but I empty my bag probably like six times a day. Some people are up to like 12 if they eat wow. more. I also wear a really small one, so I have to do it more often. Um, but when I'm traveling, like I'll just be like, how many days could I possibly need one? And it's usually the max if I really, 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 really need them is one a day. But it's usually like every three to four days for me. But I like to have it because I'm in Mexico. Just and in case. Just in case. Yeah, right. So I usually pack that. And what I tell people, and this is with anything medical, Always bring it in your carry-on. Always, because yeah, the worst thing is yeah. like yeah. your bags get Fuck. lost and your it's below shit the out plane. of luck. Literally. Yeah, literally so. shit. Um, do you luck. do you find that your your diet has been? I know it's it's been like fifteen years or, or so since you've you've started having this, but you mentioned that like you eat smaller meals or or don't eat as much. Is that because you're consciously like trying to not fill the bag as much? Um. There's like a multitude of reasons. So I've had dietary restrictions since I was like nine, but right now it's because this, is, I, this sucks, but essentially my intestines are twisted. So because I've had surgery and had to like move, you know, how everything is around, mm -hmm. they've twisted at the end of where my stoma is, like underneath, like mm. so inside me, and somehow lodged themselves into my abdominal wall. The like they're attached now? Well, I don't think they're... They might be attached. I like there's know. an adhesion. Yeah, well, they're just like in there. There's so jam. if I eat they're too jammed. much, it gets... Like there's... You know, it's a twist. So food has to somehow get around that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to eat smaller meals because if there's less to go through, it ha has less of a problem. What right. would be the problem if you ate too much? Uh, literally, this side of my stomach, so my right side where my stoma is, will just kind of like... Bulge. Ball, yeah. And it's like so weird and so uncomfortable, but it's like a backup of, you know, like a car crash. It's just a backup. And That's it just crazy. takes care of itself, like, but it just takes a little bit of time? Or... <laughs> yeah. Like, does it... Does it could it potentially be an, a dangerous thing? Yes. And I actually met with a surgeon last month being like, should we do something about it? And he was like, mm, if you end up in ER, then we'll do something. But otherwise, like, Jesus. I was like, oh, no, what do I, like, 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 do I tell them to call you? Yeah, yeah, they know how to get me. Yeah, right. Okay. How how has, or has, like, what, what was the dating game like? <laughs> uh, sorry, Mom, if you're listening to what's about to be said. Um, <laughs> fucking awesome. Um, I, oh. so when you talk about people having ostomies now, like if I had, was 27 and had to get an ostomy, I would be fucking terrified. Yeah. But I had mine before I was dating. You started getting busy. Before I had pu hit puberty. Like I, none of that stuff mattered to me or made a difference. Like mm -hmm. I was also a super weird kid, really unattractive because of like steroids and just being sick all the time. So that wasn't even in like... Part of why I accepted it was because, like, I didn't expect to, like, be dating. But as it started to become a thing, I was just so open and honest and confident in myself and who I was that it made no difference. So I went to university and joined a sorority and, you know, met a lot of guys and was so open about it. Like, my whole sorority knew that I had an ostomy. Nobody cared. So the guys knew because everyone talked. What's the funniest thing a guy has said or like the stupidest thing a guy has said when when seeing it 
You know what? Nothing. Like I've really? ne- like I've heard girl like my sorority sisters make tons of jokes, but guys are just kind of like whatever. It's like you're fine whatever. with it. Yeah. You made yeah. a bit of a face when he was asking that question because I think you might have been expecting him to s- ask you something else. So what was it that you thought <laughs> I he was going to ask you? Like? So like, have well, you ever been? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. I know. I can tell. I, I know exactly no, what you're no saying. No one has stuck it in there. <laughs> Whoa! That's not what I was going to say. You freak! Oh my god! You're sick. <laughs> but I have heard stories of that actually happening, and no, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. That there, I'm sure that there's a Whoa, website what? and an association it, of people dedicated. Is it that, to that. big okay. of a hole, though? Well, think it, of your butthole. Your butthole is a very small it's hole. It's actually bigger right. than that. There, I heard at Ostomy Camp that there was this guy that would go. He'd end up in the ER all the time because he would uh. prostitute it out. No. 100%. Oh, whoa. No. So, but I would Prostituted never. Prostituted yeah. out? He's going, fuck my ass me. Yeah. Fuck my ass me. So fucking. Oh, my God. So, no, whoa. I've never done that. Won't ever do that. That's terrifying. <laughs> I don't feel okay, like that we, would be safe can... or enjoyable. We... No, I know. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. You don't have any. Like, maybe you're, uh-huh. maybe. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Okay, wrong Jesus. road to go down. Is that yeah. what you thought he was going to ask? I, 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 you did. I have been asked that a lot. Yeah, I've been totally. Like you've been asked right, if you fine. will. We can, if you will. No, if, if we, ha- have, oh, if we okay. have to, we can cut this out. But uh, I, I just have to know. If we're going down this road, I have to know. I know what's happening. If you have the butthole <laughs> yeah. still, but there's there, but is there is that a thing that can, or is that a dangerous thing? So okay. That's why I asked if there was nerve so endings earlier. I know you did. Here is a story. So. <laughs> Um, my, my dad, uh, he passed away almost eight years ago, so rest in peace, love Mm. him, uh, was a wonderful man, and he cared about me so much. So when we were getting ready for me to have surgery, uh, he asked to speak with a surgeon in front of me, and he sat down with a surgeon who happened to be kind of a family friend, I don't know if that makes this better or worse, Uh and he said, I have a question, will she still be able to have anal sex? I'm 13! Thirteen, and, and I was like, "Was your dad just like a huge fan of anal?" And, I, and he was like, "Look, <laughs> I love anal. I would hate for her to not I mean, be able to experience the pleasure that that is. Don't fuck with. Do not fuck my daughter's like sexual <laughs> sex life up, buddy." I th- I think that's what it was. He just wow. wanted to make sure I could still be normal. So the answer was yes, but. Because I'm now at the point where they're like, get it removed, get it removed, you'll get cancer. Like, right. I'm just like, mm-mm. Because if there's like, if something happens. Don't fuck with it. Exactly. If I get like a lesion or a, like if something happens and then I have to get like, I would just be so angry. To me, it's not worth it. Yeah. At What's all. the cancer bit about? It's I just, love that we just talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Well, she was saying earlier that if you have organs within you that aren't functioning, yeah. Yeah. they have a high chance of, of becoming cancerous. Yeah. Oh, so or like developing. Oh, I miss that. Happens to, it's just like it's not worth it because if you um, take it out, it kind of apparently messes with your re- reproductive system and where, especially for a woman, your like, uterus is sitting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Everything's I, so closely linked. And I just, you know what? Like, well, I don't Fuck need, it. I don't I can't, need to do anything with I can't it. believe I'm going to say this, but did you ever pay homage to your dad and like just... Oh no! God. No, she said she didn't. She I said, never. She, she said that she it. wasn't. Con- no. She no, wouldn't do it don't now. Don't even go there. Don't even okay. go there. Don't even go there. Okay. Not, don't even I, go there. Yeah, the and I, is, yeah. It's I'm fully functional. I just mm. sure. Good, okay. good on your dad for being a just being and, like and, fucking yeah, super really, at, like yeah. like adamant about being like do, like don't fuck don't take that away from her. my daughter. Yeah. yeah, just shit, advocating literally. for my sex life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, Dad. Um, cool. <laughs> so, so dating wasn't so a problem. Then. We'll it cut was, that. No, part. you know what? Like, 
Dating's actually, it was so much fun. I had so much fun. I dated a lot of guys. I had boyfriends that I was, you know, we had relationships. But I would just date and meet people and be like, this is what I have. And if we're going to talk about dating and how I ended up with my husband, he knew I had an ostomy before he knew my last name. So that's kind of like... You know, okay. so he's cool with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh fuck so, yeah, he's cool so with it. Obviously, the best part was we. So we met um, at different destination weddings at the same resort in Jamaica. Oh yeah, and I saw him. Oh and I was yeah, like, he's gonna be my vacation boyfriend, and nice. you know things happen. So we get back, and he still wants to see me. Was yeah. he from? You guys were from both from Toronto. He's or? from London, Ontario, which okay. is like two hours. And conveniently, yeah. I had friends there because I went to Western, and my brother was still there. So it like worked out that we had reasons to see each other. So we were dating for like three months, and it never like nothing came up. Like he like he had already seen it, but he mm-hmm. I didn't know if he knew what it was. Like, but you never you're I you're never, not the, like is that some is that typical of you no. to be to, to not say like oh by the way this is an ostomy. Well, like the first time I took my shirt off, I was like this is here, it's fine, don't worry about it because I thought it was gonna you know a week vacation whatever yeah whatever it's the conversation. Yeah. But then the conversation never happened. Ah, so I like interesting. I like he ended like I he knew what the word was and obviously because of uncover ostomy and having me on Facebook and the internet like he yeah, knew right. he knew who I was <laughs> and what it was, but. We never talked about it. And so I brought it up being like, why haven't we talked about this? He's like, well, I did my research. Like, I know what it is. And I was like, do you have any (laughs) questions, like thoughts? Like, you haven't brought it up at all. He's like, well, I mean, you're confident with it. And so it doesn't bother me. It's the same thing as like if I was dating a really gorgeous girl and she was super self-conscious versus like an okay looking girl who like loved herself. Mm -hmm. I would want that girl because anyone who's self-conscious is like it's super uncomfortable. But Mm. you just like are fine with it. Complicated. So That's awesome. I love that. That's a sweet (laughs) little story. Yeah, it is. And now I'm married to him. I think it's that that ability to to just be happy with who you are is is something that's really infectious anyway. Like those those are the people that you wanna you wanna spend time with because instead of worrying about themselves, they're tend to be more compassionate mm-hmm. um, and you have more real present, more conversation in instead of fucking gossip exactly, bullshit yeah. okay mm. to be fair I still ask him if I look okay like in what I'm wearing oh stuff. yeah well, sure everyone's I, got know, their yeah. and I'm a girl and I still do I think have, everybody does that <laughs> <laughs> I still do have like the body standards that you were talking about that especially because I act as well like I act in models so I have that to live mm. up to um, so I'm not perfect in the like I love myself, but I'm pretty okay. Do you, yeah. do you, I, you know, talking about ostomies and, 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 you know, poop and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, do you have any experiences that ended up being, uh, extremely embarrassing coming up from like age 13 up to, to about now, um, that surround your life dealing with, uh, Dealing with the illness that you have and, and your ostomy. Mm, I would say I have embarrassing moments that have nothing to do with my ostomy. But, <laughs> um, I mean, there's been situations where, like, something has happened with someone I was seeing, but they didn't care, and it yeah, was fine. Yeah, it was like, whatever. But, but because it's like, to me, if, if someone can't deal with it, then bye. See like, you. Yeah. See you later, I'm, bye. You know, then you're not someone I want to hang out with. Yeah. So I feel it's a reasy, really easy way to, um, to like see how n- 
nice or no. decent a person is? No. You don't think so? Because no. I, I imagine that if you were in high school and you had an ostomy and you were in the dating world and some guy was like, what the fuck is that? You'd be like, all right, this guy's a loser and I don't want to spend time with him. then you have the guys that are like, oh yeah, it's no problem. Like, you're pretty, so I'm still going to date you and I'm going to date other girls or I'm going to lie behind your back or, you know, it's okay. happened. Yeah. My first boyfriend actually had a girlfriend of a year when we started dating. Whoa. So I was like, yeah, ostomy's going to weed out all the assholes. First one. Absolutely not. <laughs> so you were, you had the, the same thought process that yeah, I just did. But I then was it like, just yeah, like I'm going to know out. right away if they're nice yeah. or not. And it's, nope. I still had to deal with all the stupid shit that comes with dating. I'm normal. <laughs> so if, yeah. if there was somebody out there right now who, um, you know, somebody listening who's 13 or somebody listening who's, who's 27, um, who knows that they are probably going to get an ostomy, um, or has one currently and, and aren't as like physically positive and like see their body the way that, that you see yours. Like what kind of, what kind of advice would you give to someone who's struggling? So I would, I would step away from it being about the ostomy and more just about your body and everyone has something like every single person has something, whether they think they don't like their thighs or their face or their eyes or their butt, or, you know, they are missing a limb or everybody has something. So the point is you just have to accept you for who you are. And by accepting yourself, other people will. And there's always going to be the people that don't. And that's with everything in life. Like you get rejected for tons of things. It has nothing to do with an ostomy. And that's just the way it goes. So you kind of just have to be happy with who you are navigate around people and relationships and know that there are people in the same situation who have made it through, I guess. Like mm. I've known people who were married <laughs> and got ostomy surgery and then divorced because of it. And oh, it's like, fuck. well, then that's the wrong person for yeah. you. Yeah. On the flip side, there are people that have been in that situation, been with in relationships that internalize the ostomy so much that it destroys their life. So the only choice is for someone to leave because they're, they are like, this is awful. I hate it. I hate my life. Yeah. So that's what everyone else is going to feel and think. Mm. Right. So it's really just up to you and being happy with who you are. And most people get an ostomy to save their life. So mm -hmm. why wouldn't you be yeah. happy about it? Yeah. You know, out of your experience, True that. um, uh, with, um, uh, Jesus, is it Crohn's or colitis? I was Crohn's. Cro I, I I have bo or I had both. I started with Crohn's, got colitis. Now I just have Crohn's. Okay, because um, the colon's gone. Colon's Sweet. gone. Ah, you were listening. Um, uh, <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> out of your experience with Crohn's, colitis, your ostomy, what would you say that those things have taken away from you? Mm, that's a hard one. Um. Besides your cold one. Uh, <laughs> Zing. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I, I don't know if there was much. Like, I did lose a lot of my childhood. Mm. Um, I did lose the ability to make friends and be in groups with people and do those fun things. But, I mean, beyond that, like, I do everything I want to do. I, like I said, I act, which is what I want to do, and that has not gotten in the way. I work out. I run my own business. I got married. I wear, like, 90% of what I want. So sometimes mm. I can't because of the ostomy, but sometimes people can't because they just shouldn't be wearing something, mm -hmm. you know? So, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't think it's really taken anything away from me, and if anything, it's given me a different outlook on life. It's saved my life. Um, it's, I've matured a lot faster than a lot of people I know. 
Um, it's let me appreciate what I have a lot more. Um, yeah. Sweet. Uh, thank you for taking the time <laughs> yeah. to come in here today and, and shoot the shit with us. No problem. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, no, just, just figuratively. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't yeah. know. You might have shot some shit there while you were sitting there. Hey, who knows? Actually, no. Do you actually, here's a question. <laughs> do you know, do you know when, when your bag's like getting, like, is being active? filled? Um, or, yeah, active? Well, like, sometimes I can feel like it compiling on top of itself. Sure. But like, if I'm eating, depends on what I eat, like sometimes... I don't know that it's happening. And then other yeah. times I'm like, I ate too many peanuts and I know it's happening. Sure, right, right, right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> um, well, yeah, thank you so much. This because this really means a lot. And I think that, uh, I think that there's going to be some people that hear this that um, it really makes a difference for them. I hope so. That's yeah. what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Uh, and thank you all so much for listening. Um, it, pff, this podcast wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for you. And we appreciate all of you. And we would super, super duper appreciate it if you went over to iTunes and you subscribed and gave us a rating and a review because those are the things that keep us on the iTunes charts, which is really important. Uh, but even more important than that, a uh, huge, huge thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. Um, uh, Patreon is the crowdfunding service we are currently using that is, has made this trip to Toronto possible. Um, so thank you to those of you who have already become members. And if you haven't, Go over there, check it out. There's amazing exclusive content. It's really worth uh, looking at, especially if you believe in what we're up to and, and want to support. Um, and we're on Facebook, of course. Uh, Instagram, lots of silly shit on there. We're on Twitter every once in a while. And I think, Taylor, do we have another... Uh, yeah, so I'm like I, you know, I, I always like to keep you guys updated on uh, the the you know our our global audience and where we're kind of emerging in certain countries are. Dutch listenership has recently taken a toll for the better and fully, is going through the roof. Exploded. So um, in order to tap into that and, you know, kind of uh, and pounce on that, uh, that opportunity, we've uh, created a, a, uh, a profile on hives.nl uh, um, and uh, you can go over there and uh, support us on hives, become a friend us or follow us and, and see all of the, uh, the, the blogs and photos that we put up there. We're trying to really uh, connect with our We're Dutch just listeners. blossoming like tulips. Hives.nl. Uh, head on over there, all of our Dutch listeners. To you, I say, Led de Oh, jeez. Not quite. That is it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.